In a world that tells us that we outgrow picture books, one author seeks to tell a different story. Picture books are for grown-ups too. Hello friends, welcome to Picture Books Are For Grown-Ups Too, the podcast where we believe you're never too old for a great picture book. And we also believe that these tiny tales can lead to big connection. I'm your host, Patrice Scopo, and I write lyrical stories that celebrate joy, expand understanding, and foster compassion. I'm the author of the essay collection, All the Colors We Will See. My debut picture book, All the Places We Call Home, is based on one of the essays in my collection. Thanks for joining in today's conversation. I'm delighted to have you here. Hello, 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 picture book pals. I am just thrilled to have Janine Muhammad on the show today. We'll be talking about her book, Song in the City, written by Daniel Bernstrom. And Janine is a really special guest because she actually is the illustrator for my debut picture book, All the Places We Call Home. Janine is the winner of the SCBWI 2020 Summer Showcase. Janine moved into children's illustration after working to gain entry into storyboarding for television. Just as her dream studio job appeared on the horizon, Janine realized that her true love for story lay in children's illustration. Her work uses dynamic shapes and perspective with a layering technique to create a tissue paper collage meets painterly look. Janine was born and raised in Miramar, Florida, she comes from African-American and Caribbean ancestry. Thanks to her Christian Muslim upbringing, she is on a never-ending quest to find halal versions of her favorite Southern dishes. Janine's interests include creating henna art, freestyle rapping, very badly, and pen tapping offbeat. Welcome, Janine, to Picture Books Are For Grownups Too. I am really happy to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Patrice, and thank you for such a warm welcome. Oh, absolutely. I am just so grateful for the beautiful illustrations that you brought to our book. So it is going to be super fun to talk about one of your other books shortly. But before we get into that, I'd love to hear your thoughts about the ways in which society associates picture books with young children. Here at this podcast, I believe you're never too old for a great picture book and you don't need to be a child or have a child or work with children in order to read picture books. So Janine, can you share why you believe grownups benefit from reading picture books too? Well, first and foremost, I 100% agree with you. Picture books are for everybody. And uh, why they're for grownups? Well, the I think the answer to that's pretty simple for me. Who doesn't love pictures? Like, (laughs) granted, this picture, uh, it might sound ironic because Song in the City is about a blind girl traveling the the city with her grandmother to church. But uh, along the way, actually, as I was researching and talking to the author, Daniel Bernstrom, who actually has a form of blindness, blindness is a spectrum. So Mm. not everyone who is blind just sees nothing. A lot of them, there's color blindness, which once again, that doesn't mean you can't see color. It just means there's certain colors you can't see. Right. And other times, blindness, like you could still see color if you're not colorblind. You just, it, it, it might be fuzzier or more regular shapes. Blindness is very different depending on who, who has the condition. Mm-hmm. Getting back to your question about why it's for grownups, especially in this 
day and age where there's just a lot of media out there. There's just more books than ever that have been out there. And there are a lot of books that are usually for quote unquote adults tend to be bricks. They're like large novels. They're, they're right. Yeah. They're just words like uh, like Mm -hmm. a wall of text. And for people who have to work nine to five or even longer, it's really daunting for somebody to sit down and plan out days at a time to read a novel and I think picture books are kind of, they could bring a, a, an experience to people who are daunted by novels to sit down and actually be able to just take a beat and mm. take in the pictures along with the words. And it, it might be like, it's a lot quicker than actually reading a novel, but it does really feel when you're reading a picture book, especially for the first time, that your stop there's a stop in time yes yes i i think that is such a true statement what you say about the reality of not everyone has necessarily that expanse of time in which to engage with um i think you said that phrase a wall of text which i think is such a great image of what it can feel like at times especially when we don't really have a lot of time. And just to pick up a picture book and be able to be moved by the story, moved by the themes in a short amount of time. I think that's really true. Yes, yes, of course. And also, uh, I feel like it's also just basically a discounted art book for anybody who loves art books. And you go around Barnes and Noble, they're really expensive. Like they're between 30 to 50, sometimes even more. So a picture book, you get not only what 30 to 40 pages worth of of pictures uh and it's all in bonus you get a story along with it it's not just different pictures that you take in the like oh here's like this is the set of dune and this is the concept art drawings and they're always great to look at but there's usually not much of a story behind those kinds of pictures you get that with a a picture book and that's personally why i like them i'm not sure about other grown-ups but uh, as a grown-up i like picture books because of that Ooh, I love that. I love that idea of, you know, just that you have all these pages of art that you can have. And there's that bonus of the story to go along with that, too. So that's a really great thought, too. And I I think listeners are really going to appreciate thinking about that as well. Well, for listeners who aren't familiar with your book, Song in the City, I'm going to just share some of the book summary. A young girl filled with the sounds of her beloved city, shares a song with her grandmother that changes the two forever. After helping grandma realize that the city makes music as beautiful as the sounds they hear in church on Sunday morning, the two sit down and take in all the sounds of the city together. Song in the City bridges the gap between generations of music and family while centering love, understanding, and joy. And I just love that description for this beautiful book. And I'm curious if you'd like to share what made you want to illustrate this particular book. And so for listeners who may not be aware, uh, oftentimes illustrators are asked to take on the project of illustrating a book. And so I'm just curious to hear what made you decide to say yes. And if you can share a little bit more about your process for bringing this story to life. Song in the City is special because this was technically my debut uh, picture book. So this was the first book I actually signed to like to actually illustrate. Yes. 
I had just recently signed with uh, Christy Ewers, who is my agent. Um, funny enough, we were talking before the the summer conference happened, and I I was I was skeptical at the time when I signed with her. Well, before I signed, because I was like, she found me on Instagram, and I only had like three four pictures up, and I had been doing my like due diligence with trying to break into children's book illustrating, mm-hmm. and that usually when they look for an illustrator, they're like, we want. 10 pieces at least in your your illustration in your portfolio and or 10 to 20 and then you have to go through like this arduous like process of uh contacting the agent and here she was along with a couple others but she seemed the most serious Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. to to actually sign for me or to sign with me and I actually luckily I had gone to this is before this is actually during COVID but before COVID happened I was lucky enough to go to the February conference in um, New York for SCBWI. And I met some of her other clients from Florida and they're like, oh, she's amazing. She's wonderful. You should sign with her. And so that's great. That's a wonderful encouragement to hear others say things like that. Mm -hmm. When they say things like that and they're like, oh yeah, I could pay my bills and I'd illustrate it. And she's awesome. She's really supportive. And that's actually not very common in the industry. The fact that Christy was given this this, uh, script uh, or this, this manuscript and she thought as well as the the um the editor was like oh we think Janine would be perfect with this okay for this. okay so when you have usually your agent who knows your work and thinks it's for you that's already like a thumbs up I don't say every yes to everything she gives me simply because of just time I wish I could but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if she thinks that I could do it and if she, if the, the the editor asked for me in particular and I read it and I connect with the story that's something that definitely that is usually a thumbs up. So yeah, having the agent backing the story, also just me loving the story in general. Like I thought it was a very fun story. I love the 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 wordplay, the yes. onomatopoeia. I do too. It's it is really a fun element of it. And then to see how your illustrations just bring that to life was really delightful. Yes, yes, and I, I usually am. Um, I, like I actually worked as a designer before. I I actually got furloughed and that's when I decided, uh, you know what, I'm going to take this time that I don't have a job to actually work on my portfolio. Uh, Like I was very daunted by like typography and uh, word art, stuff like that. And then I got like, like a little bit before the story came out, I started playing with it more and I guess the editor liked it. And so um, I ended up having to illustrate quite a few words in this, uh, this, this story and the way that I came up with, the style for those words and just the illustrations in general, especially during the the scene where grandma finally covers her eyes and she, she starts imagining mm-hmm. the words, the sounds that she's hearing. Basically it was also based off of my research on blindness. And that is that blindness is a spectrum. A lot of times you could see color. Sometimes it just seems like, you know, a different amalgamation of color okay. and shapes and such. And so that's kind of how I came up with the different colors, the different, it also simply just, giving the words as a personality. So if something's zooming by, then I'm going to make it look like the word is zooming. Yes. Yes. Well, I just want to encourage listeners, if you haven't seen this book, definitely get yourself a copy of this book. And so that you can see exactly what Janine is speaking about right now. But I really enjoyed seeing the words and that spread that you just mentioned too. That is a, it, it really captured something. I, I don't know if I have the right words to explain what, but I really appreciated and enjoyed that spread that you mentioned there too. Well, oh, thank I, you. Yeah, it, it, it's a beautiful book. And 
I wonder if you could maybe speak a little bit more about some of the emotions and experiences in this book that you think will connect with adult readers. The book centers on Emmeline, who is basically trying to get her grandmother to see or rather hear what she's mm-hmm. hearing. Mm-hmm. And I guess that feeling that I, I think that grownups and anybody could connect with is that is that feeling you first get when you discover something and it feels so novel and so fresh and it makes you want to do a little dance. It's it's something that brings you joy and excitement. And usually when we find something that brings us joy and excitement, the first thing we want to do is share it with somebody else and yes. not just anybody else, somebody we love, right. somebody that we connect with. And when you share something that you really like, like let's say a book or a TV show or even a piece of artwork and you show it to your loved one and they just kind of shrug their shoulders or they don't, they don't take the time to really understand it and that frustration you feel from yes. getting that. I think that's what a lot of people can can empathize with in this book. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think that is very true. That sense of um, frustration and maybe even some sadness that we feel when we have discovered this thing that someone else is not paying attention to or responding to. So I think you're absolutely right in the sense that that's something we as grownups can definitely relate to as well. Well, I'm gonna just switch gears a little bit here and talk a little bit about this idea of human thriving. So I am very passionate about creating spaces that encourage human thriving. And I started this podcast because I believe picture books are a wonderful gateway into that work. I believe that picture books can help us celebrate the beauty of our stories and picture books can also help us connect with one another. So related to Song in the City, Janine, do you have an activity that grownups can engage with or maybe a question grownups can ask themselves to help them more deeply connect with their own story? Hmm. So by own story, you don't mean like published story, you just mean like... Yeah, their just, life and yes exactly yeah so <laughs> our our own lived experiences just recognizing the beauty that we all do have uh yeah just stories of our lives that we can reflect back on and so just something that maybe connects or would help us more deeply think about our own experience i think you hit the nail on the head when you said that you created this podcast to uh to create a space for adults who love picture books or want to deeply connect with them and and on a different level. And I think simply just making spaces with uh, our friends, our family, taking time out of our day to like either it could be even, it doesn't even have to be like a book club per se. I'd have a book club. I have a club that I meet up with once a month. If I have the time to read it, to talk to my friends about, Hey, what did we think about this book? And even if we all had different experiences with the book, a lot of times we come out with a new form of understanding or we've reflect about something that we might have glossed over while we were reading. And it does create like a deeper appreciation, not only for the book, but also just for that person who, who managed to kind of see the diamond in the rough, see something that we didn't get to see. So the, just those, those pockets of culture where we, we organize, we take the time to like, Hey, we're going to do this thing. We're going to get together and we're going to like, you know, enjoy this and then talk about it. Like, that's what I find, especially with grownups, that that's what we could do to um, better connect not only with ourselves, but with our friends and our family. 
Yes, absolutely. Right. That in the sense of us better understanding ourselves, we are in a position to more deeply connect with one another too. So I love that idea. And I think Song in the City can be a wonderful book that can create some great dialogue between people, but then just also help us think more deeply about our own experience. Like you were mentioning before, just our own experiences of maybe having found something and wanting to share with another and potentially becoming frustrated. So I, I really appreciate what you just shared there. Well, Janine, we are coming to an end in terms of our conversation, but I'd love it if you could take a few minutes and maybe share any upcoming projects that you have or any final thoughts that you'd like to mention about what we've talked about, what we may have missed. Hmm. Well, you could find me basically on uh, Instagram. Oh, sorry. You asked about projects first. Well, projects would be When I Wrap My Hair. That is a picture book um, about a girl who goes into inside a African scarf hair wrapping shop. And oh, she basically neat. connects with her mother and the shopkeeper and basically her culture when her mother wraps her hair in the Nigerian gelek, which is a type of head wrapping and yes. it, it's great too because I even though the book is about that particular head wrapping there's so many different ways that African women wrap their hair there's mm. the hijab there's the niqab there's the there's other just types of very colorful ways of wrapping your hair and the different kinds of scarves you could use so it's a very I, I personally love the book and I'm not sure when it's coming out I think it will be coming out later this year okay everything's kind of been weird just because pandemic and things keep getting pushed back but uh there's also they built me for freedom which is about the emancipation park in houston which was built okay. by emancipated formerly enslaved african-americans and just uh it's basically it's an ode to basically not only the descendants of juneteenth but like why this park is important and yes. seeing its history throughout throughout the ages because it's grown it's shrunk it's it's flourished throughout the time. So it was very interesting working on that too. So I really like that. And the last thing that I'd like to plug is my own novel, which <laughs> once oh, again, congratulations. I had to... <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It was supposed to be due last year, but due to my mother's illness, I had to like stop writing it. So Firstborns Only is about, it's a middle grade novel about a 13 year old boy named Hakeem who is sick and tired of having to share all of his stuff with his destructive sisters so basically <laughs> he schemes to plan to buy himself a bike and his plans are thwarted when his sister Imani finds out about them and it just when he thinks that his his life is over now that she found his plans she he finds out that she actually wants to help him actually Aww. buy this bike so but it's a fun little it's yes. ode to older and also middle children yes. middle child children yeah so that's Oh, those projects sound wonderful. Well, I am going to put in the show notes everything that is out there already that I can, you know, link to so people can go ahead and pre-order those titles. Thank you so much, Janine. Well, everyone, the book is Song in the City, illustrated by Janine Muhammad and written by Daniel Bernstrom. Thank you, Janine, for being a guest today on Picture Books Are For Grownups Too. Thank you for sharing with us how your tiny tale can lead to big connection. Can you please share where listeners can go to learn more about you and your work? 
Well, they could either go to my site, which is www.janinemohammed.com, or better yet, you could go to my Instagram, which is not right now, not as in here, not right as in writing a story, and now as in this very moment. And uh, I have that same name on Facebook, too, so you could just find me on those two sites. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being a guest. It really was such a privilege to have you come on and talk about Song in the City. Thank you so much for having me. Please subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you loved what you heard, please leave a review. Reviews really help others find the show. If you'd like to receive email updates about new episodes, please go to patricegopo.com and subscribe to my newsletter. And remember, the world may tell us that we outgrow picture books, but we have the power to tell a different story. Until next time, keep reading picture books because picture books are for grown-ups too.